Before we get started today, I wanted to let you in on a little something I've been working on over the past five or six months. For parents of teenagers, there's a lot of pressure and confusion around getting them ready for life beyond high school, whether that's college or something else. So many options to consider, so much to know about college prep and admissions, and crucial development that needs to happen in students' lives during this time. Well, it would be fantastic if every parent could hire a one-on-one consultant or counselor to walk them through the junior high and high school years, but that's just not financially viable for most people. So I'm putting together digital courses designed to walk you through everything I think you need to know. I spent 10 years in academic advising at two different universities, and that experience gave me a lot of insight into how parents navigate the teen years well and some of the pitfalls they may encounter. These digital courses are designed to pass on that experience to you in an affordable, go-at-your-own-pace format that you can go back to over and over again as you reach new milestones. They are still in the works, but if it's something you're interested in learning more about when they're ready to go, the best thing you can do is join my email list. I'll put the link in the show notes below so that you can do that easily. And if there's anything you really like for me to cover in these courses, please feel free to let me know. Your questions help me stay relevant. So that's the big news. So excited to share it with you today. But let's get to the episode. You're listening to the Strategic College and Career Planning Podcast. As a parent of a high schooler, you are the perfect person to prepare and guide him or her through decisions about college selection, taking college credit in high school, deciding on a major, and actually thriving in the post-high school experience. But in my experience working in higher education, I found too many parents and students are overwhelmed by their options, confused about how to achieve their goals, and lack hope for their future. My name is Leah Smith, and I'm bound and determined to enable young people to find and achieve their calling and help high school families make wise decisions in pursuit of their educational, vocational, and financial goals. Through bite-sized episodes covering a wide variety of college and career topics, we'll cut through the mystery and set you up to make great decisions. Welcome to the podcast. Today we'll be covering the third characteristic of people who make quality decisions about their career. Now just as a reminder, the first two characteristics are curiosity and a bias to action. You could say the next characteristic is actually two distinct attributes, but they go hand in hand. They are self-awareness and attentiveness. As I mentioned before in previous episodes, I got a lot of the inspiration for these character traits from the book Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. Putting my own spin on these ideas will define self-awareness and attentiveness like this. An understanding of one's own strengths, weaknesses, personality, and interest, and observation of the way they manifest in day-to-day life. So again, an understanding of one's own strengths, weaknesses, personality, and interest. That's the self-awareness piece. And observation of the way they manifest in day-to-day life, and that's the attentiveness piece. Self-awareness is something that develops over a lifetime, and realistically, a 16 or 17-year-old will have limited self-awareness. But there are tools you can use to help them develop this character trait. 
If you've been listening to this podcast, you've already heard me talk about the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator and Strong Interest Inventory. I've talked about them quite a bit. They are some of my favorite assessments because they are so well studied, developed, and widely used. We know that if they are explained and utilized well, that they are consistently helpful. But there are other assessments that are also helpful in gaining self-understanding. The Enneagram has become very popular. StrengthsQuest, DISC, Aptitude Tests are just some examples of other assessments you can use to help your student know themselves better. Truly, there are a lot to choose from, and if you're using them for the sake of giving your student vocabulary to understand and explain themselves, an appreciation for the way they're made, and an awareness of their strengths and weaknesses, I think they can be really helpful. That said, I want to touch on the Enneagram for just a second because it has become so widely used, but I don't personally use it for conversations about college major and career. So if you wonder why, The reason for this is, in my opinion, the Enneagram is getting at really deep heart motivation, fears, wounds, etc. And while those things impact the way we live our life and do our jobs, you can have any Enneagram personality or number, as they label them, in any major or job. I do think there are some numbers that naturally lean more towards some career fields than others, But the correlation isn't consistent or pronounced enough, in my opinion, to give reliable guidance in career development. You could have a 1 and a 7 doing the exact same thing and loving it. You just may find that they do it in different ways with different motivations. So bottom line, I love the Enneagram for personal growth, but not for career guidance. On a much different note, it's very important for you and your student to consider both their strengths and weaknesses in making decisions about major and career. Getting this out of balance in either direction will cause problems. Also, when thinking about weaknesses, it's important to analyze if those weaknesses can be mitigated by hard work or just working around them or if they're significant enough to eliminate options. So using my example of statistics from the last episode, I know that my weakness in statistics is so significant, it would take a lot of hard work to grow in that area, or just growth flat isn't possible for me. So I wouldn't choose a career that relied heavily on statistics. On the flip side, your student may not be naturally gifted in math, but if they want to be a doctor so much, they're willing to work hard, get tutoring, and plow through calculus so that they can get to med school. In their case, their hard work is enough to mitigate their natural weakness. So every student is going to be different. Different weaknesses and the level of challenge that it gives students are all different. So it's going to be just a process of discernment in the case for your student. And finally, it's important that students learn to pay attention to the clues their life is giving them. I talked about this some in relation to Bob's story, but it bears repeating. As we're growing up, it's not unusual to assume that other people are basically like us. They're good at what we're good at. They like what we like. They care about what we care about. So as much as people like to joke about being weird or secretly feel like they don't fit in, I believe that subconsciously people approach life with the assumption that they are the standard example of what it means to be human. 
The truth is that we are not like other people and other people are not like us. So those innate strengths and interests are good clues for us to follow toward our potential major and career, our calling, if you will. Now, certainly there are similarities between people, very similar experiences among humans, but to function based on the assumption that we are the standard example of what it means to be human means that we miss out on some of the clues that I believe God works into who we are and how our lives play out that lead us in the direction he wants us to go. So Bob used the fact that he cared enough to write rules for his book club and enjoyed doing it to lead him into thinking about going to law school. I believe if we pay attention to the things we like, what we care about, and our quirks, they can give us clear direction toward finding a best fit major and career. If you and your student aren't seeing anything stand out for them, like writing rules for a book club, for instance, it may be helpful to think about what they liked and cared about as an 8 to 12 year old. Generally, that time of life, they're less inhibited and care less about what other people think of them and what they like and what they do. You might be able to find examples of more of their natural interests and strengths if you kind of rewind a little bit and think about the way they were as younger kids. It may also take some creativity and critical thinking to go from, say, a game that they played to a major that they will enjoy studying. But I really encourage you to give it a try and encourage your student to intentionally take a mental step outside of themselves and analyze what they do, think, say, and why they do think and say those things. It might take some help from you to ask them questions to get them thinking about what they naturally do and why they do that because it really is it's almost like a muscle that we have to grow but it's not only helpful to develop that kind of self-awareness in the process of thinking about major and career but it's just helpful for life in general. I think that's it for today. So a shorty little episode. Next episode, we'll cover the importance of building and maintaining a team. So that will be the fourth characteristic that we need in order to make good decisions about our career. All right. Well, I hope you have a great week and we will talk soon. Thanks so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a kind rating and review so more families find this information and encouragement. I hope you found this episode helpful. Just wanted to let you know that we can make much more progress through personal coaching. Please check out my website at callingandcollegiateconsulting.com to continue the conversation and learn more about coaching opportunities for you and your child. I'll be sure to include a link to my website in the show notes below. So much is possible for your student, but very little just happens. I'm excited to help you strategically plan for their future.